Welcome to the Making Jobs Podcast, where we talk about car repair, business ownership, and everything in between. I'm your host, Matt Hernandez, founder and owner of Matt's Mobile Mechanics. So without further ado, let's get this show on the road. Well, in this way, yeah. So uh, we're back with the Making Jobs Podcast. Today, I have with me Daniel Christensen with Greyworks. Hello. I've got a I've got a wiring you, issue. I've you. tangled myself. <laughs> Good job, cowboy. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> now that there's a video component to this this podcast, <laughs> if anyone wants to see me trying to wrangle a headphone cord instead of just listening to me then uh, you can go to our YouTube channel and check it out. And that's uh, uh, at YouTube, Making Jobs Podcast. Yeah, what that's, is it? That's, that's what I found, Making yeah. Jobs Podcast. I... Get the uh, that mic oh. a little bit. Have the label facing you and be about uh, a fist distance away or so. I, I don't know what that is. Yeah, about a, yeah. Okay. yeah, that's the thing. That way you don't sound too far away from the mic. Makes it look like we're eating uh, robotically held ice cream. Mm, yeah. There you go. <clears throat> These are the new. This is the new technology for ice cream hold, cone holders. That way you don't get your hands sticky. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you just mount these to your table. You you just stick the ice cream cone right in it. <laughs> well, the military is actually starting to use that for their rifles. They're using they have like a robotic third arm thing that. Oh just, yeah. Uh, Holds position wherever you're moving your arm to. Kind of like the uh, camera stabilizers for cameramen doing Hollywood. That seems like a that's that seems like it. Uh, so that technology has been around forever. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> seems like it uh, should have been implemented a long time ago. Yeah, except it's the opposite effect. When they start shooting, people are no longer live. Mm. <clears throat> yeah, I didn't even think about the the connection there. That they were both uh, those that, that piece of equipment was initially. That's like three, designed two, for one, and we're dead. <laughs> and action, <laughs> uh, like like uh, real action. We're getting shot at. Yeah. <clears throat> so uh, we were talking a little bit before we got started. The uh, the jump to digital, you know. So the 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 newer Mac Mini that I've got here versus at my home office the the home office Mac Mini has uh, has a CD drive this mm-hmm. one does not yes which saves space it does it's it's really cool <clears throat> I have it on my no go ahead I'm I'm all over the place there <laughs> <laughs> this way I can we can get your audio so yeah so. What about CD drives? What were you talking about? Saving space. What was space. I talking about? Oh, the safe space. So yeah. when you're building, you know, when you're working with hardware of a computer or whatever, those, uh, especially in the old days, remember building desktops? Oh, yeah. <clears throat> those old HP, you know, you get those old HP cases. And, you know, I had this old looking HP case. On the inside, it was, you know, all nice, though. Like yeah. I had gotten this old HP had a decent motherboard, had, and so, you know, upgraded the RAM to, at the time, the, the, the newest and greatest was DDR2 RAM. I think I had a whole 512 megabit, megabytes of oh, yeah. DDR2, That's and I was like, man, I'm... Great stuff. This is a smoking fast PC. Play, <clears throat> played Half-Life 1. Yeah. Nobody's business. <laughs> yeah. 
And um, so we, within those, you know, your, your CD drive is giant. I mean, that's a big, big chunk of space. It is, it is. So when you're coming up, when you're building these, you know, smaller units and stuff, and the CD drives just end up taking up, even as you could slim that drive itself down as much as you possibly could as far as technology allows, but you're still limited by the size of the disc. Yeah. No matter what, it's going to have to be at least CD drive or CD ROM size, right? So, <clears throat> so the, the, uh, the so the 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 move to ditch them makes perfect sense because now with that extra space you can fit neater things like you know bigger processors and more ram and you know you uh, uh, this little tiny mac mini has like more usb drives than i had on my on my old <laughs> hp desktop that, that's all you really need is <clears throat> how many usb drives can you hook up to it yeah because if you don't you know if you actually need for some crazy reason you need to go barbarian style and put a cd into your computer you can get a you know i have an external cd drive that just collects dust in some techno old technologies drawer so i call it my vintage technology <laughs> tub i have a tub of old technology i have one of those too <clears throat> yeah you get old old cords and like random that's where i go if i'm like man i know i've got i must have a patch wire somewhere uh an ethernet patch wire somewhere <laughs> so i go in there and i pull out this rat's nest of old outdated or not used anymore cords and a lot of them are like i'm like oh a, a ps3 video connector or a ps2 video connector what i haven't had a ps2 in you know 12 15 years it's <laughs> <laughs> been a long time ago why do i still have this so, um, yeah, everything's moving more towards digital. In fact, I, I had a, I had like an old person moment um, a while ago, or not that long ago with this, because it doesn't have a CD drive. I bought this um, USB to Ethernet adapter and you need to, you know, put a driver on it to install a driver. So it came with a disc, and I was like, oh, great. Uh, yeah, it's got a disc. I was like, oh, I don't have a place to put said disc. It's like, oh no, what am I gonna do? And then I was like, oh, I could just get it online. Just get the just, details. Just download it online. Well, there's there. Okay, for um, stuff that you buy, the legal side of it is you can just download it again, as opposed to having, since you're you don't own a copy of something, you're more like lease a copy yeah. of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you have a, I believe in computer terms, it's you have a seat. Yeah. Okay. And with that seat, <clears throat> if it's completely digital, you just download it again like Steam. You put Steam on whatever you want it on and boom, uh -huh. there it is. Yeah. If you have a hard copy of it and you lose it, you, you may be able to go to the manufacturer if you... If you had the the code, the, the code, the purchase code, they'll send you another one over time. It may take a few weeks. That, that used to be the case with Windows, um, like operating systems. Like if you had a you had like a Windows XP disk, and the disk broke or got lost. If you had your um, what the heck was that called? It was like it was like a purchase code or a. a it was a it was a thing, yeah. It was a code that came that ha that you had on the on the case of the the disc. Yeah. And if you had that code, sometimes you could just download it if you punched in that um, that uh, that code, whatever that code was called. Twenty seven digit code or something. <clears throat> yeah. Um, or you could call in the old olden days, 
you could call. Yeah, I know. You'd pick up your home telephone. <laughs> you'd have to get off the internet. You'd have to unplug your internet connection. <laughs> Plug in your, your home telephone and punch in the numbers. Uh, well, first look them up on the phone book. Um, <laughs> and then you, you'd punch in the numbers. Um, unless you had already, you know, meant you'd saved that number, you put it in your Rolodex. Then you would call them up and say, hey, my CD, my CD-ROM broke. My compact disc has broken, and I need to reinstall Windows 98 into my Macintosh, or not Macintosh, that wouldn't have been, that wouldn't have run Windows, um, into my Hewlett-Packard um, computer and they would say oh okay well what is your code then they could send you a disc via united states postal service there you in go. seven to ten business days you or you could it. just go to college for a higher education they give you all this stuff again free mm-hmm. that's that's a real reason why you get a higher education all the free software the free software <laughs> that's yeah. what it's all about that's what it's all about so i was a little slow i'm sorry <laughs> I so, Mike. Um, yeah. So, so the the move to digital, like I I I, I predicted it. It is not like I, I'm the only person that predicted it, but you're kind of like my brother Brandon, who, when we were teenagers, he was given I think for like Christmas or a birthday or something. It's probably a birthday <laughs> gift. He was given this MP3 player, right? Yeah. And this was, I don't. I think iPods had just kind of started coming out of the market. And so these, you know, all these off-brand knockoff ones would come out. And mm-hmm. the and the maximum size SD card you could have in this little MP3 player was, I think it was 512 megabytes, right? Yeah. So not even a gig, right? <laughs> you had half, half of a gig, and that was a big SD card back then. Oh, you yeah, know, you were like 512 megabyte. You know, that was huge. a it's a $40 SD card. So, um, so, it, but so a typical <clears throat> CD-ROM holds what seven hundred megabytes? I think it's seven hundred. Yeah, about seven hundred. So five hundred twelve megabytes could fit like two and a half albums of music, right? Because most albums don't take up the full CD. No. Right? Whenever you made no. those mixed CDs, you could put like three albums on it or yeah. so. Well, they're not video; it's just all yeah. audio. And it was also a, it was it was a well actually it it. it Though it was a lower quality audio file, they were they were larger audio files than what we've got now. But no, this yeah. was MP3, so MP3 is relatively small yeah. um, file. It's not like a huge file. So anyhow, you fit like three albums on it. And this was when we, when we were teenagers, and we went to um, we went uh, to visit family in Costa Rica, and he brought this and this MP3 player, and I brought my Sony Discman. Um, because that's what I had. I, so it must have been a birthday present that he got it and not me that he got an MP3 player. And so he got annoyed with the fact that there was only so much music on it. And and uh, so he's like, hey, do you want to trade for the trip? You know, and so we, we traded for the trip. And, you know, I was like, this is the future. Like, this is how all, all music will be digital from now on. Like there's no yep. reason to have these stupid disc mans that you know the CD skips whenever you bump and I mean you had your anti skip you could switch that anti skip mode on, 
but the anti-skip mode would like drain the battery in like 20 minutes because you, know? <laughs> you can only fit like so many double A's in that thing. So, so he's like, my brother's like, man, this is silly. You know, I, you can just have it. Like you can just have this MP3 player. I don't want it. Um, and, and the funny thing is he's my younger brother. So you'd think that he would be further, like he would be the one embracing new technologies more so yeah. than me. Well, no, not necessarily because everybody is different and everybody has a different viewpoint on thing, which is you, you get the main grouping is the next generation is bringing everything up, but they're simply younger. So they look like they're bringing everything up. Yeah. And so he, he's talking about, so he's saying how like, there's no way that'll ever be a thing. You can barely put any music. And I said, well, here's the thing is storage capacities are going to get bigger. He's like, yeah, it's just not going to be. He's like, I just like my CDs. I already own all the CDs and stuff. And I'm like, no, no, you're not understanding. You can still convert your music over. You just put the CD in and you convert it to MP3. You know, you rip a CD, right, onto your computer. Then you download it into this thing. And I'm like, it's going to be the future. He's like, no, no, it's not. It's not. So he still, you know, for the longest time maintained this giant CD collection. In, in the meantime, I had started, I had started, uh, you know, giving him a lot of my CDs because I was like, well, these are all digital now. I've got these CDs on this SD card. So what I had, because I just had that tiny little 512 megabyte capacity, I just bought several SD cards and started putting the CDs onto those SD cards. And as I was putting them onto CD or SD cards, as I, you know, acquired the extra cash to buy these relatively expensive SD cards, which now you can buy like a, 32 gig for like 10 bucks <laughs> but you know yeah um so so i've got this tiny little mp3 player that i thought was just the bee's knees and uh and he still thinks that it was this silly thing and, and then it wasn't but a few i think at that point in time it was really only maybe six years later before the mp3 players started like music started appearing on phones maybe it wasn't even six years it was about five years after that that instance where i had embraced the mp3 player then they started appearing on phones and you didn't have a huge capacity either because you just no. you were stuck with whatever micro sd you could put in i had this, this thing's got a 64 gigs to it yeah which is which is actually kind of small is now you know a lot it of times is. a lot of people have 128 gig phones they do <clears throat> so i had this flip phone that um, you couldn't, you didn't have headphone jacks. You had to buy a special headphone that fit this LG flip phone. Well, right? you were ahead of the, uh, the Apple phones there. They don't have <clears throat> headphone jacks either anymore. I know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Which, I know, actually like it. You go wireless. Yeah. So, so I, um, uh, so I, I was always kind of like, especially in the digital, you know, in digital form, I said, I always said, you know, if they, if, if it becomes digital, like that's the future and it will continue progressing that way. And uh, it was the same with movies when they first came out. My brother was keeping this Blu-ray collection that eventually became worthless. And now he's got this Apple TV where all of his you know, movies are stored digitally. And he's like, I've been wasting, he's like, I can't believe I wasted so much time and money um, on these Blu-rays when I could have been building my collection with, you know, in the digital world. Actually, this is 128 gigabyte one. Okay. Yeah, I was so going to say. This is the standard size yeah. one. They're getting bigger too. They're already bigger than this. this is already yeah. Bigger. But by the time something gets to market, as far as this goes, it's already out of date. I mean, 2025 is when we're supposed to run into Moore's Law, but that's only for <clears throat> one specific part of the hardware. The rest of the parts of the hardware can keep on advancing. Yeah. 
Um, so, uh, so, the, so, uh, Samsung still have headphone jacks? Yeah, right there. Boom. Huh. For some reason, I thought that they went away with it, and probably just I was assuming that they just use USB C or something. Cars still have tires, so yeah. Well, <laughs> well so here's the thing about the headphone jack. I, I was miffed at first when they got rid of it. I was like, man, this is stupid. Now I got to buy new headphones, or I've got, but they came with an adapter. I was yeah. like, hey. W- what I discovered, and I started thinking about it because my previous phone had a headphone jack, and I actually had to get it repaired because of that headphone jack. Um, dirt and debris and some moisture had gotten in there yeah, yeah and it didn't break the phone but my phone thought that I had um, <clears throat> my phone constantly thought I had headphones plugged in mm-hmm. so since it thought that I had headphones plugged in it um, uh, it wouldn't let me like take a call unless I plugged my headphones like I could I could take a call but no one could hear me and I couldn't hear them so it cost me like sixty bucks to fix that, and so when the when they when I bought so after that instance, so that yeah. the new phones had already come out with no headphone jack, and I'm like, that's dumb. I'm not gonna. <clears throat> after my headphone jack broke, I was like, you know what? Why well, have that extra? Kind of makes sense. Yeah, it's yeah. not necessary. The the Bluetooth and battery life on the wireless stuff is long. You can get it to last the whole day now. Mm-hmm. So I'm almost to the point where I'm like let's let's get rid of the lightning jack and USB-C have no wired connections on the phone just because they, they all have QI charging charge, yeah. yeah so you can you can do wireless charging um, you have Bluetooth headphones you have you know you could just do all wireless connectivity you, you don't need to hook your USB up to your computer anymore to like update your music library or whatever or or update your phone software it's all done you know via the wireless signals and such yeah so, um, so the the only downside I could see is like presently, you know, I'm I'm filming with an iPhone, and there's just not a good <clears throat> there's not a good means of wirelessly connecting the um, the this audio from the mixer to the to the phone. But I could you know I could do. I could do without and just get like a regular old camcorder that will have an audio jack import uh, um, or audio in port. So, so you record that and you do this audio, then you splice it together. Actually, I had attempted that last video. So our YouTube video, this will be the first YouTube video that I've corrected the problem. I attempted that, but the problem is, is, um, this audio that I'm recording is recording at a different sample rate than the iPhone's camera. So you could sync it, and the audio is correct with the video at the beginning, but about two minutes in, it starts to what what the uh, what the professionals in the biz call drift. Yes. So it starts drifting, and it's not too noticeable. It's not too bad because I'm not shooting a movie here. But at some point, about five you know five minutes go on, six minutes, seven minutes, it gets it starts drifting so far apart that it looks like a you know a dubbed movie. <laughs> so you know, I sit there and all the mouths will be moving and they'll be like. And he'd be like, no, my Kung Fu is better than yours. You know? <laughs> so <laughs> so what I've, what I've done is I said, instead of trying to resolve, I tried resolving it many different ways with software. I was like, you know what? And there may be someone who's, you know, smarter than me that could have figured it out and said, all right, we need to switch the sample rate to this and we can sync it up this way. There's a software that will let us do this. And I was like, you know what? I'm overthinking this. I'm going to fix it with hardware because that's what I'm a mechanic. I fix things 
with hardware. <laughs> I don't, I'm not going to mess with software because it's, it's getting too complex. And so now I just have audio directly recording into the video. So I don't have to splice any audio with video and we get better, you know, we get good quality audio. Is that what your phone cord is? Yes. That's what this, um, you know, ridiculous little cord is going. It's, there's actually like, there's actually like three adapters involved in this okay. because I have to have an adapter to take your um, your your uh, your quarter inch jack doesn't have it's not it doesn't have the right connection for a mic into a phone. Yeah. So there's an adapter, a black adapter there called the iRig Two um, that's a that's a that's designed for this that converts it to the appropriate um, format. And then because I'm recording for a long period of time, I want the phone to be on a charger, so I have this crazy um, lightning jack uh, charger slash headphone splitter so this is exactly what i yeah, need so i may have come i may have been complex but it's more simple than banging my head against the wall with software i was like i'm gonna i'm gonna and basically instead of instead of trying to uh instead of trying to fix it in the finesse way i was like all right i just need a bigger hammer you cavemaned it <laughs> yeah job. i did i was like i just need a bigger hammer I'm words of theodore roosevelt carried a big stick and yeah. a weird dongle is that what he said? <laughs> Pretty sure that's what he said. I don't think dongles meant the same thing back then as they do now. They're dongles. Those are definitely dongles. Those are dongles, right? but I think back then those dongles weren't around. So if, if Teddy, I don't think it was a word then. If Teddy Roosevelt wasn't. said anything about a dongle, I, I don't know what he was getting at. We're not walking very softly. <laughs> no. Hey, actually, I need to put a sign out front. Um, you can uh, you just carry on for a second. I just realized something. Oh, 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 O'Reilly's. I want to sit really still. <clears throat> okay, there we go. I'm back. Sorry for the uh, interruption there. Um, we're It's early here in the office suite, but... Um, just in case some of the other office residents uh, come in early, I don't want them coming in and banging on the door. So I have to put a sign out saying that recording is in progress, and they people tend to be more quiet around my Did you door. Say Rick Rording, recording, recording. I was like, is this something like Rick Rolling and recording? <laughs> Rick Rording, <laughs> Rick Rording. Sounds like idea. something Scooby Doo would say. Rick Rick uh, <laughs> so. Um, so I've got, so I've, we, we got the technical difficulties worked out with the, so that the YouTube, cause maybe some people don't mind the audio from the, directly from the camera, but I don't, it, it bothers me personally. It sounds slightly distant. It does. And there's, you know, it's a little echoey and stuff. And so it's like, I, I, I prefer having better quality audio, especially in like a, you know, in, in the case of like a podcast, you know, it's, it's just, it, to me, it's distracting if audio is not great. So I don't like sounding like I'm, you know, down a hallway or something like that. Um, or I don't like listening to someone talking when it sounds we, like they're... We are down a hallway. We are down a hallway. But We're I don't want to sound like it. I want to sound like I'm, I'm right there. You are right there. This right is, there this with you. This is a very right there space. Like a like a 8 by 10 right there. Yeah. So... Um, 
one of the things I was going to talk to you about on this uh, this first day of November. It um, is. <clears throat> it is. So well, there's a couple things that are happening today, um, but there's also another. There's there's a couple things that I was going to um, uh, that I was I was contemplating last night, for instance. So today is what what some would consider All Saints Day, right? Yes. Um, which is, uh, I think the Catholic Church. Actually, I've got the information right here um, on this handy-dandy website. Um, I think the Catholics, so initially, so Halloween, the origin dates back to ancient Celtic festivals of uh, Samhain, um, or Samhain is how where, it's pronounced. Where is it? Where? It's it, it's spelled completely different from what it sounds or how it's pronounced. I'll link or I'll I'll toss this up in the video and I'll link this article. Um, Samen Samen. It's pronounced Samen. Somebody needs to be shy. <laughs> well, it's the Celts. That's their fault. Uh, Two thousand years ago is whenever it kind of um, began when they celebrated their New Year on November first, um, which is an interesting time to celebrate their New Year. Kind of like the government celebrates their fiscal year or begins their fiscal year November 1st. Um, oh, there's a connection there. Well, so the day marked the end of summer and the harvest and beginning of dark, cold winter at a time of year that was often associated with human death. Celts, You're just reading it straight from the I am, yes. You are. Celts believed that on the night before the new year, the boundary between the worlds of the living and dead became blurred. On the night of October 31st, they celebrated Samhain when it was believed that the ghost of the dead returned to the earth. <clears throat> so so it, it originated with them. Like All Saints Day kind of came about uh, later on when the Catholics got involved. Uh, they... They, the church made November 2nd All Souls Day, a day to honor the dead. Um, we Let's uh, go on to the... Man, Ghostbusters are busy today then. Somewhere, on all, somewhere along the lines, November 1st, I believe, came All Saints Day, which was uh, from, the, from the church. Um, or maybe it was... I, I'll, I'll find it somewhere. <laughs> I'll find it somewhere eventually. Um, All Souls Day and Soul Cakes. Um, soul Cakes. Soul Cakes. For people with soul. Halloween. Halloween. Where is it at? I read it somewhere in here. Anyhow, um, so I was thinking about it. So here's my, here, and, and maybe I'm changing my mind on this, but for the longest time, I didn't, and wouldn't um, celebrate Halloween at, at all. Like I did as a kid, but then like my stepdad, he was like, eh, this is kind of like a, a very ghoulish type holiday. Maybe we'll stop doing this. Ghoulish. And, <clears throat> yeah, and I get to thinking about it. Oh, here we go. Um, all Souls Day was celebrated similarly to Samhain with big bonfires, parades, and dressing up in costumes as saints, angels, and devils. The All Saints Day celebration was also called All Hallows or All Hallowmens from Middle English, All Hallowmessy, All meaning All Saints Day. And the night before it, the traditional night of Samhain in the Celtic religion began to be called All Hallows Eve because... It was the eve before all Hallowmens. 
and eventually All Hallows Eve turned into Halloween. Uh, that's what I was looking for. Um, so, so I have taken a stance with my kids, and I was like, yeah, we're not going to do Halloween. We're not going to do any form of it. We're not going to do trick or treating. Um, and it was it's not as much of like a uh, a like a a religious stance as much as just like a principle stance. I'm like, eh, it feels like we're celebrating devilish things and stuff. But then I was kind of looking at it and thinking about it last night <clears throat> when we were kind of the Scrooges in the neighborhood that weren't passing out candy, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, it's someone someone knocked on our door and I'm like, yeah, get these kids out of here. What are they doing bothering me? So we put a sign up on our door, turned our porch light off, and put a sign up that says, no candy. And I was like, where did we become mean? <laughs> Get off my lawn. <laughs> no, I mean, most of these kids is just just some candy. And you can explain the nuances to them. And... Yeah, well, and I was thinking about it, and I was like, you know what? It's kind of morphed. The holidays morphed beyond that anyways. If you look at it from like a secular perspective and from like today, no one's really like celebrating the, the you know, ghouls and ghosts. And the, There's the a devil. few oddballs out there. There perhaps would be. Yeah. But what's, what's being celebrated um, more as much as like in this day when we have a lesser sense of community than we've ever had, it seems, it is kind of more like it's bringing the community together you know we have people that you know normally we don't see anyone you know we're not normally visiting with our neighbors or whatever and now you know kids dress up in the cute costumes or whatever and they come by and they ask you for candy and, and everyone's neighborly and in a, in a time where, and so it's it's almost more like a you know a gathering of the community of sorts yeah you know you get so so I'm kind of thinking, you know, from that perspective, maybe it's not all that bad. And perhaps it is, you know, more appropriate to to celebrate in some form or another Halloween. I don't even go to our church's trunk or treat because I was taking such a hard stance on them. Like, I feel like we're, I was like, we're, it's like, I feel like we're, we're blurring the lines here and we shouldn't be. Our church used to have a wanna fun night. Yeah. A long time ago. Mm-hmm. When I was a wee lad, <laughs> um, and then that went away for a while, and then now we have trunk or treat, and it's kind of the same thing to me. It's, to a kid, it's, you just go and get some candy. That's it. That's yeah. All it is. I mean, it, it it it's just like anything. It depends on how far you take it. Exactly. And I was thinking, because I mean, Christmas. Mm. Everyone we celebrate Christmas, and Christmas is not even remotely a Christian holiday, or the origins thereof. The origins of it. No. No, it, it was originally winter solstice celebrated by the yeah. pagans, and it was very. Well, okay. Even nowadays, you can celebrate Jesus' birth with it, or you can <clears throat> celebrate Santa Claus. Yeah. We don't do Santa Claus. Or you could go um, original with it and celebrate winter solstice. Go back to the OG. <laughs> Burn a Yule log. Or don't you like drag a Yule log or something? You have to drag a log around somewhere. I don't know. I don't know. You're very you you're very much of European descent, more so than I, I am. am. Yes, you're half not at least. Yeah. I, I got the big European nose going on here. Yeah, um, I just figured maybe. Maybe you would know, know coming from because it would have been from your ancestors' original areas. You it's know, hard back for me to the, remember that far back. The Norsemen and stuff doing the that that type of that type of celebrations. So it uh, so if you think about it, you know, from a secular perspective, it's not it's actually not a bad. It's really not that 
bad of a deal to celebrate Halloween. It's not, and it's also, here's another thing. Several cultures, basically all cultures around the world, have some form of holiday to celebrate the dead, right? They do. You have Cinco, or not Cinco de Mayo. Uh, Dia de los Muertos. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we know how you celebrate the dead. Dia, uh, Dia de los Muertes, which maybe that is on Cinco de Mayo. Is that? Man, I'm a terrible, I'm a terrible Hispanic person. You, you are, you're half Hispanic. So Anyways, you have to do everything. So you have the, you have the Day of the Dead. <laughs> you have the Day of the Dead in the Hispanic cultures. Um, you have the Celts celebrated that's their day of the um, dead basically yeah. the Celts celebrated Samhain which was basically the day of the dead you there's all of these and then you know the the early catholic church was uh, celebrating all souls day um which was you know to then then eventually the all saints day which was um uh kind of uh, kind of celebrating you know uh, saints and stuff that had passed on and stuff and it's as Americans, we really don't have that. Well, like, we we do, specifically for a military. We have Memorial Day. Yes, but we don't have we have that. But it's just we don't have like to celebrate, you know, your dead relatives and stuff. No, and I don't think that it could. You perhaps perhaps what we should be doing on Halloween is is or maybe since I'm Hispanic, my household can just start you know doing more more things along the lines of Dia de los Muertes. Um, which I think I'm pronouncing it right. Pretty sure. Uh, the Day of the Dead. Let's say it in English. <clears throat> I have a better command of that language, even though it's my second language. <laughs> I don't speak Spanish frequently. Common, common language. So perhaps we could just. But I think I think culturally and societally, it's prob. I think it's healthy and probably more important. Than it than it than it gets credit given to to celebrate to have some sort of celebration of the dead, it's kind of like and 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 remember it's very much like Memorial Day but let's yeah. let's brand let's spread it out beyond just military, um you know uh, so you know the military who have passed away let's what about because you know you have relatives that pass away and eventually as time goes on more and more of their memory goes away. Right. Now you're going to make me cry because I've watched Coco. I know where you're going with this. <laughs> I cry every time I watch that stupid movie. So more and more of their memory is kind of going away, right? Yeah. And I was thinking about that with, like, my mom, right? And, and there's a couple of things that, like, a, there should be a family gathering, a family get-together where everyone can tell stories of your passed away loved ones and, and, and keep the memory alive for more than just like my kids don't know my great grandmother very well yeah. um, because she, she passed away when all of my kids were young. And even a lot of my cousins who are much younger than me don't really know her that well. I don't know my great grandfather, my great grandmother's uh, um, husband, mm-hmm. who, because he, he had, uh, he had passed away when I was a baby, but in visiting her, so my my brother and my dad and I would go visit her every other week, my great-grandmother, and she would tell us stories about my great-grandfather Davis. Um, uh, or, or he, his last name is Davis. He's not, not great-grandfather Davis. Great-grandpa Davis is what we called yeah. him. Um, she would tell us stories of him. And so it's almost like I felt like I knew him like because of all of these stories that we got from him and now that she's passed away 
there's not there's not as much uh there there isn't as much of those stories being told around in our family as much so as they used to be and so at some point or another their memories just start slipping away and away and i and i don't think it's as much <clears throat> that you know we need to hold on to or 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 as like like we need to linger on the past but there's a lot to be learned from the character of my great grandfather you know he he had he had a whole lot of character that is that could could be lessons taught that could be passed on to generations and i think that's what's yeah. being lost in today's society is that generational character character isn't really a hereditary generational thing that's inherited from generations because again there's many more problems uh, you know that that create this but i think one of the things is is that we aren't you know we don't have a, a specific holiday that's you know recounting the stories of everybody you know yeah. that have passed away that are that could be lessons learned like um, <clears throat> like the work work ethic of my great grandfather you know he he supported a wife and four kids through the great depression you know, and, and his and and my great grandmother, she never had to work. He he managed to pull it off. I think it he at some point or another, I want to say that he he started his own business, and it was like there wasn't it, there. There's a lot of lessons to have been learned from his life, but these stories have kind of been forgotten, and and in a couple of generations, they won't be there anymore at all. No. Because I, I can't tell you anything about my great great grandparents. I could I can you know I know their names, but that's it. I don't know anything because we're not doing yeah. this. And I, I think it, I think it might would be a good idea or a, 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 a thing something that I'll probably start doing in my family. And I don't know if we'll do it like on Halloween, or if we'll do it. We'll have another day for it. We'll do it in Dia de los Muertes, which maybe I should probably Google that and find out what day it is. Yes, add another tab up there. One of my many tabs. Many tabs. And, and another accessory tab. As opposed to the permanent necessity. Dia de los muertes. Muertos. Um, yeah. Oh, no, hey, I, look at that. Um, uh, it's October it, it's 31st. A, it's a three-day thing. October 31st through November 2nd. So yeah. it coincides with uh, All Hallows' Eve. Huh. I wonder if it got its same origins. That's curious. They all kind of just started in different parts of the world, unknown to each other, and yeah, amazing. Huh. It's like some higher power was so. Here, it here's all. here's kind of one of the reasons why I I don't know a ton about it is it is a Mexican holiday, um, and it's it is not. I mean, it's not that it's not ever celebrated in Costa Rica, but he's Cos half Costa Rican, by the way. Yeah, it's we don't. Uh, Costa Rica and Mexico, and Costa Ricans and Mexicans share a lot of heritage, but it's from the Spanish descent is where they're heritage, and it they're two branches of the Spanish descent, basically. So if a holiday, you know, so if something originates in Mexico or in Aztecan culture, mm -hmm. that it doesn't necessarily bleed directly over to Costa Rica. Anyhow, so... Um, so perhaps, you know, we'll just, we'll do a celebration of Dia de los Muertes. Muertos. Why do I keep trying to give it the feminine, uh, and Day of the Dead. Let's just, again, we'll say it in English. Um, because it would be, I think it would be important. I think it would be neat. And so like my, my youngest two kids, the twins, they don't, they never even met my mom. 
because yeah. she she died before they were born. Um, I I think it is important. Um, and so you know my my oldest son he remembers her. My second son he kind of sort of remembers her. Yeah, but it's it's fuzzy memories at the best. And a lot of times what happens is when people pass away, their their essence, their 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 entirety of the like them as a whole are not really the same any like the the stories that are recounted a lot of the times whenever you're talking about them because there's this weird taboo or not necessarily taboo but there's a rule that says you're not really supposed to speak ill of the dead right yeah which i think is bullcrap i think is i think it's garbage i don't i don't think you should speak ill of them but i think you should speak truth of them as dinobot said the good with the bad yeah it's <laughs> it's that. yeah long time ago it's disingenuous, I think, and it's uh, discrediting to the memory of the person if you leave all of the bad out. I'm not saying you should say it's I should part sit of my what kids. Develop their character. I don't think it? I should sit my kids down and say, "All right, look, kids, your grandmother had all of these flaws. She was a terrible person." <laughs> but no, I, so people get uncomfortable sometimes whenever I, you know I'm talking about my mom, especially people that would know her, and they'd be talking about you know how great she was with you know babies and how she would raise show rabbits and this, this, that, all of these good things. And I say, and then, you know, I would mention something about, you know, how she was also a handful of a woman. She was difficult to live with <laughs> a lot of the time. Yeah. And they're like, huh, what? And I'm like, yeah, I think it's disingenuous if we don't, if we like not saying she was a bad person, but, but, uh, she could, she could be difficult yeah. to, to be around sometimes. Well, that, that's the thing is, in storytelling, you simply tell the story yes. and let someone come to their own decision of what they think of somebody. If you push one direction or another, you're politicizing it. That's what I like about that's what I liked about my, my great grandmother and her story of her, her husband, my great grandfather. Mm -hmm. Because the stories that she would tell of him, some of them he was he was an honorary individual. And so some of them weren't necessarily like this was a good thing he did. This was like he liked to trick his grandkids a lot. And, it, and he, so one of his favorite tricks would be he would, when they were young, he'd hold out a dime and a nickel between two kids and say, which one do you want? And they'd always fight over the nickel because it was bigger. bigger. And he got a kick out of that. Loved, he literally was starting an argument amongst grandchildren. <laughs> starting a fight for the lesser yes. value. It was, it, was, it was wrong on so many levels, but you know what was even worse? There's this one time that he, so... His grandkids, my my mom and her three brothers, my three uncles, he told them they had this horse, right? So they had this horse, and he told them all individually that that horse was theirs. So he told my mom, he said, look, Dina, this horse is yours. I bought it for you, but don't tell your brothers because they'll get jealous. And he told the same story to all four of his grandchildren, right? <laughs> So he said, so he tells my uncle Bob, he says, all right, Bobby, listen here, this horse, I bought it for you, but don't tell your siblings. Don't tell your brothers or your sister because they'll get jealous. Does the same thing with, with my uncle James and the same thing with my uncle Barry. He tells all of them this. So it wasn't until he had passed away and long after that horse was gone that they each discovered that in fact, that horse <laughs> that he told the same story to all of them. So he had a lifetime lie going on. He had a lie that existed I believe there was malicious intent. 
in there. So yes, a lie. For it sure. was. It was. Uh, <laughs> it was funny. It was a good one. It's a good joke. The punchline didn't come out until after he died. <laughs> Those are the best ones. Those are the best ones. So, I mean, you could you could view that as like a good story, but if you sugarcoated literally everything, the, then perhaps that story wouldn't have been passed down or told at all because yeah. it was a devious, you know, it was, yeah. a, it was a deceitful uh, thing. And so if you're too busy safeguarding the character of the man so much so that you're going to take out all of that, you're going to whitewash everything to the point where there's no bad, then you would, you would, you wouldn't get the whole picture of who that man was. Yeah. And who he was, was a, uh, he was a clever man. He was very smart. He was ingenuitive. He was hardworking and he was also ornery at he the same person. time. He was a person. He was a whole complete person, not just one yeah. side to him. And I think that, you know, if you only listen to, like, because my mom's friends, they love to paint her in this almost perfect picture. And if you listen to that, you think, well, this lady was a saint. And it's like, well, she was very great. But she also had lots of flaws. And you're missing out on the entirety of my mom if you ignore the fact that she would she had some she had some qualities about her that weren't necessarily great but they made her who she was yeah um and so i think having a holiday of some sort to celebrate that could could educate further generations because here's the thing is you're not gonna you can't learn from your past if you don't know your past right and you know those who those who what's the what's the saying those who don't learn from history are doomed to repeat it yeah is that it that's the like quote. That. Who said that? Enough. Who said that? I think you just now said it. Was it? Uh, was that a quote from uh, uh, Captain Universe? Is that who it was? I think so. Yeah, I think that's what it, it was. Is. <laughs> Albert Einstein. We'll just say it was Albert Einstein. Albert, he sounds like a smart fellow. <laughs> so if you don't have something like that, then you know, because if you have something like that in, in cultures that do celebrate these you know they're passed on relatives i believe that since there's going to be more you know more talking more stories of these relatives there's going to be a higher probable a higher probability that they're also going to get more of the bad with the good and so they get a bigger picture and you can actually learn from <clears throat> your past generation's mistakes yeah it, it it's good to keep someone's memory alive within the family as well as the genealogy alive in yeah you know, but the hard geolo- genealogy isn't going to tell you their stories. Yeah. You have to keep their stories and the facts going. Yeah. And and I think that, I think where it could be extremely important is, is that there would be, because for instance, when it comes to learning from, typically your only, your, your only database that you're gathering from the mistakes or anything that you're learning from. So for instance, become, you know, being a parent or whenever you first get married and you move out onto your own and you say, here's how my parents did things and here's how I'm not going to do things. I'm going to learn from their mistakes, right? Yeah. You maybe could even go back another generation and say, well, here's how my grandparents did things. I'm not going to do it the way they do it. You know, I saw how my parents improved upon that and I'm going to improve upon that. It's only two generations generally because you don't usually have the opportunity to really um, glean a lot from your great-grandparents, right, or your or your great-great-grandparents. But what if we were to, you know, continue celebrating that 
gener- you know, for several generations, Two generations going, yeah, then you could gather upon more information and be able to. Because the thing is about being an adult is, you know, or being a parent. You know, the scariest thing about being a parent, the scariest thing, and not just about personally being a parent, but about parenting in general. The scariest thing about parenting is that nobody has ever done it before until they're doing it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, no one, there's no such thing as an experienced parent the first go around. No. And even to that, with each child, they're different, right? They're, they're so different. So, Every family is different, too. So here's the thing. So everyone who's parenting is practicing. Practicing parenting, exactly. And they're not really, they're not really, they haven't really, they're not really at the uh, at the level of accomplishment and finishing and, you know, to the point until they're grandparents. So by the time they're grandparents, when you're grandparenting, at that point, you're not really practicing anymore as much. Cause you're you like, just yeah. give them all the candy and stuff yeah. and send them home. Sure, well, I mean, I... you could, you know, you could say, "Well, I've done this before. I have parented before. I've successfully brought these children into adulthood." But that's your children, not their children. Yeah. So, so the crazy thing is, is no matter how much you're taught, no matter how prepared you think you may be, everyone is doing it for the first time. Everybody, everybody, every, every child is the first time again. Yes, everybody has. So, everyone's parents, you know, especially if you're the oldest. You know, I look back and I think of my parents, and I was like. You know, I think, ah, oh, these are the things I'm not going to do. And I'm like, wait a second. This is, you know why they made mistakes? They didn't They, they didn't, didn't know. They didn't know what they were doing. I was their practice run. Yeah. I was well, the first. Here's the thing. Here's the reason why you have your, your, your children close together in age. Yeah. At least fairly close together in age. Is you make all the same screw-ups with all of them. Mm-hmm. You give them all the same level of discipline. Yeah, it's more fair. It, it's not like you have them several, several years apart. And they're like, well, you would have. You know, well, I can show you know, us good with that one. Yeah, I was gonna say there, there is a, there was a difference in how I was raised and how my, because there's a ten year gap between me and my, uh, between so me and my younger brother were only two and a half years apart, but my youngest brother is ten years younger than me. Right, this is wrong. You and your brother, and then you and your brother Jacob. Yes, my brother Jacob. Brother my, Jacob. My brother Jacob. A very Brandon doesn't get a name. He's just your no, brother. He's just my brother. And Jacob then, is your brother Jacob. My brother Jacob. Yes. Cause and sister Chloe. <laughs> somehow you have Amishness in you. Apparently. My brother and my brother Jacob. <laughs> so then in my so then my sister who's a couple years younger, uh, actually, what is she like? Which sister? You didn't Chloe. Have a bunch of sisters. My my youngest sister. So my youngest brother and youngest sister. There is a more. So my youngest brother is a ten year age gap. Mm-hmm. So there, there is a difference in parenting. Like yeah, clearly, like they were they were definitely handled a whole lot more yeah. differently than I well, was. Especially when there's a gap between litters. Like yeah, there's you and your brother, and that's one litter. Yeah, and then there's the next litter. Yes, and then and then I also have um, uh, three sisters that were adopted as well. So, yeah, Sarah Sushalia. I have four sisters. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I can't keep up with this stuff all the yeah. time. Yeah, this is why my, my wife will say something. She'll like, do you know what your sister said to me? And I'm like, which one? Which one? <laughs> like, like, I have four of them. There's a lot of them. She's like, well, and they all get names. Yeah, well, I can usually tell by the context and the tone of her voice. I can tell which sister she's, you know, talking about. Depending upon her level level of frustration, mm-hmm. um, I can generally gather which sister it was. <laughs> but, um, but no, the so you have. So you have 
you know, I don't, I don't think I really learned much of parenting from my grandparents too much. The only thing I gleaned from them is what was passed on from my parents, from their grandparents or from their parents rather. And, and even at that, so you're not gathering from a large pool of data yeah. unless you have, you know, many generations and you know, many generations. I, I don't know. I, I think I've changed my mind on Halloween. And, and I mean, I don't think I'm not a big, I'm not real big on sugar and crap for the, for the kids. And I guess if it's one night a year, they're not going to get diabetes, but, uh, diabetes. diabetes. <laughs> um, um, some, some aspects, sure. Some aspects, yeah. absolutely. In some aspects, take things like, no, we're not going to do that. And I don't think we're going to trick or treat, but I'm, I may pass I, out candy to trick or treaters. Yeah. From to to include to be involved in the community aspect of the trick or treating, right? Of the yeah. Halloween, right? I may do that, but then my kids aren't necessarily going to go out trick or treating. Not not because I'm worried about it. It just it seems like a arduous task to to be to be. <laughs> It's a lot of effort. To be herding four children that are wearing costumes, first off, into a neighborhood that other people, other children may be wearing said same costumes. I may end up going home and take, pick up the wrong Buzz Lightyear. You know, <laughs> you get home, especially if it's a real quiet kid, and he's just like, oh, well, these guys are pretty nice. I'm just going to write them. And you'll be like, oh, no. And you go, Oh, uh, you're not the Buzz Lightyear I came here with. <laughs> I'm going to jail. <laughs> <laughs> I've just kidnapped a child. That could be problematic, I think. I don't know. Like those are those are scenarios that run through my head. I don't understand how, because statistically speaking, it is safer now than it was when we were children. Yeah, but it doesn't seem like it does it. No, I. <laughs> Because here's what my my parents would be like. They'd drop me off on a block and they'd be like, all right, go. And we would be out of sight for sure. They didn't have direct line of sight with us the entire time. There's a whole, there's lots of videos on YouTube and stuff about it. There's a whole system. It's basically a a long-term study, but it was actively done of our road systems. Mm -hmm. And basically, there's two opposing points. And one point is technology, and the other point is the human brain. Mm-hmm. And the more of one you have, the less of the other you have. Like they made roads wider, and they trimmed all the trees back, and they put in stop signs and speed bumps and all kinds of other stuff to make them safer. But then people don't pay attention. So the actual wreck of percentage of people wrecking their cars and running into stuff and hitting people actually went up because the person isn't using the best asset they have which is their brain to pay attention to the road so yeah now they're considering making the roads narrower letting people grow the trees out over the street uh-huh. parking wherever they want to make it unsafe so that people use their brain again well, also back then also today in this day and age we have a whole we don't have a whole lot of um oh uh what do you call it um uh yeah, one of those. One of those. Yeah, no, uh, I'm thinking of uh, not process of elimination. Jeez, what's the um, uh, survival of the fittest? Man, could not come up with that. Um, so we don't have a whole lot of attrition. Like stupid people can live is the thing. Like this is a, this is a world that allows for, you know, not so successful, not so bright individuals to be able to pass on their genes. 
Well, I... <sighs> food's too easy to get is what I'm getting at. Food's too easy to get. Okay. <laughs> you know? So, you know, back in the day, if you were not accomplished and you did not have... And when I say back in the day, I mean hunter-gatherer times. Not even hunter-gatherer times. Let's just go back to, like, pioneering type days. That's still hunter-gathering. Yeah. Hunter-gathering is a very recent... It, it we, we, pioneers, the pioneers recent. still... You know, we had agriculture, and so there was... there was, But, but there was... And, and you could get away with a little bit more in the frontier days than you could in the, you know, in the, you know, back way back, you know, when mammoths were walking on the earth, you know, you could get away with a little bit more in frontier because it was a little bit safer in that aspect. And you didn't have to be good at literally everything. There was bartering systems available to people. And currency had been invented. So, but what I'm getting at is like, if you weren't a good farmer, you may not survive the winter. Yeah. <clears throat> if you weren't good, you know, if there, there was just, if you just weren't good at life in general, you know, if you were a dumb person and you weren't, and you didn't pay attention and you just, you know, would blum, blunder around in the woods and get, you'd get jacked by a bear, you know, you get jacked by a bear walking, walking to the, uh, walking, walking downtown from you, walking to your neighbor's house or whatever, cause you weren't paying attention. Well, now you cannot pay attention and you can survive. Well, you don't have to drive. You can Uber to the store where you can get food that you can purchase uh, without actually having to obtain it. Nobody knows where the food comes from anymore. Um, it, it, so, and I'm not saying, I'm not advocating that we should go back to a more uh, primitive world where people were just dying left and right. I think that maybe we should, in, maybe we should put in actual incentives to become intelligible human beings well here's the thing nature hates a vacuum it abhors a vacuum my neighborhood is now infested with good guess squirrels coyotes oh (laughs) so so nature refuses to allow humanity to relax yeah, I was trying to. I was, I was like, well, there's many things that it could be. Infested. Squirrels are a good guess too. They're yeah, squirrels, dangerous little monsters. They, they're they're turds. I, they taste good too. Um, people ask turds me, like, taste good? No squirrels. You said they're turds. They are. So they taste like turds? No, they don't taste like turds. They don't. T- no, people ask me though. They'll say, well, what does squirrel taste like? And I'm like, a turd. Tastes like tastes like rabbit. And they're like, what the heck does rabbit taste like? And I'm like, chicken. I guess like chicken. What does chicken taste like? Oh my goodness! No. <laughs> You've only eaten lettuce your whole life. Chicken tastes like uh, better than it tastes. Uh, tastes tastes better than tofu. That's what I don't know. You know people do ask if you haven't had rabbit, then or, or if you've had either rabbit or squirrel, you know what the other tastes like. They're basically the same. It's a good, it's like a a good quality chicken, a real what good is, quality chicken. What does meat taste like? Winning. <laughs> So, yeah, no, you know, to your point, you know, coyotes moving on in, it's because it's, it's partially due to encroachment upon nature, but then also, you know, here's the thing is about especially certain things like coyotes and bears, they're survivors. They will survive. Coyotes, you can't wipe them out. No, they're impossible. You can't, you can't win. They're extremely clever little animals that... All the animals around... In Oklahoma, in around the Tulsa. Oh, I'm sorry. Around the, I, I keep running keep, away from it. Yeah, you keep scooting further away I, from I your keep mic. Running away from my mic. 
I don't like this is my zone within yeah. my zone. I don't like stuff in my zone. Mm. It's like I have like a foot zone that way I can see it. Like yeah. I can see it now. I can't. I my eyes go crossed and it's all fuzzy. But then I look at it. I, I can't. It's right there. I can't <laughs> help it. It's like this. You could bring it. Forbidden down. ice cream I cone. I guess it, don't lick the mic. I don't think other guests would appreciate it. It's technically Tyler's my co-host now. Um, we will be uh, um, we will be co-hosting this this uh, this podcast, and so that's actually his. Generally, that's his seat with his mic. So okay. I, don't, I don't think Tyler. I'd probably would drool it. all over. I don't want to lick it anyway. That's true. Yeah, he's a drooler. I, so, um, what were we getting at? I don't remember where, where we were at all. Where were we driving this thing to? Off a cliff. <laughs> oh, driving off of cliffs. So yeah, uh, people are people, people are allowed to be dumb, like like lemmings sometimes. Yeah, people are allowed to be dumb and still survive. Um, and I, I think, I think it's because, you know, life is getting easier and I don't think I'm not a proponent. I'm, I'm not, I'm not opposed to life getting easier, but I feel like it's wise to, if you can't, if you don't have natural and real adversity, then I think it's probably a good idea to create artificial adversity, adversity. in your life. Yeah. Well, I, I, I think I, I had enough difficulties growing up, but I, th- I th- <clears throat> do think that um, if, if you are unchallenged and you are bored all the time, you need to find something you're terrible at <laughs> and yeah. do that. Yeah, I, I like to pick you're up horrible at and do it. Yeah, I like to pick up uh, new hobbies. I, I especially like things that are challenging. So, for instance, with with hunting, I'd always hunted with a rifle before. Never really crossed my mind to get into archery, and then ah, I picked back up archery. When you did people hunting. Yeah, so I picked up archery in uh, uh, last year. It was the first year of archery hunting, and uh, is a good challenge. Not just the archery aspect of it, but the, the 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 hunting aspect of it changes relatively drastically because your range is different. You know, your shot opportunities are different. So the effort that I put into hunting was. Unser- like it was a lot like I put a ton of effort put logged a lot of hours out in the woods and you know how many deer I got last year zero zero not a one and uh it was it was so it was even more so rewarding this year when the first week of deer season I had I had harvested a deer now yeah. and that you know what you know why I did I put more effort in this year I put more effort in, you know, so it was a challenge. So last year didn't, uh, didn't, uh, get anything yeah, at all. I casual, put a ton of effort in. So it, I put, no. I mean, I was putting a lot of effort into okay. it, but this year I was even more prepared. So let's, so last Preparation. year, that's always a good thing. So last year I started scouting in September, uh, season opens up in October. Um, and last year when I started in September, I scouted an area that was on the east side of this island. So where things kind of went to pot was when um, the water level on the lake rose 12 feet and put a put a big old giant pond, put a large swath of the island underwater between the side that I get onto the island with to and the side that I had scouted and prepared for hunting. So 
I then had to go basically blind into an area that I didn't scout at all and attempt to hunt it all year long or all season long and to no avail. Saw plenty of deer, never got an opportunity. But you know what I did this year? I was even more prepared. Every site that I selected to set a blind up at, where my hunting or where my campsite was, where, where my where my blinds are going to be, where my cameras are going to be, every single spot, I paid attention to the elevation on the island to know, you know, if it would remain above water if we had any high high water levels. So I put more preparation. I put more forethought into it to where I so wasn't going to la- get cut off Last year was again. your first year of archery. Of archery, archery, yes. And then this is your second year. So yes. you're going to plan B and next year will be plan C. So I yeah. hear that uh, the eighth year can be really rough for some people. <laughs> what? <laughs> That one's a deep-seated joke there. Oh, okay. Would you... Let's think about it for a minute. Plan A, plan B, the eighth year. Yeah. As far as preparation goes. Uh, <laughs> uh, don't, don't give it away. I got it's it. Just, you know, I got it figured out. There's a special First nugget. year is A, second year There's is B. B. And that's all they need to know. Yeah, the eighth year is just a real killer. Sometimes the eighth year is requires you know that that type of preparation. It's a real pain in the butt. <laughs> Man, this is this is why I keep you around. <clears throat> I, I'm a total drag. Yeah, you have to make me think about jokes sometimes, <laughs> and then I have to think about it because I don't get it either. Once you decode them, they're relatively funny. <laughs> it's like six years later. Yeah. E, I get it now. <laughs> it's not funny anymore. Yeah, uh, they say comedy is a tragedy plus time, right? Yeah, you want a Greek tragedy? My <clears throat> my dad put down our dog Nova. It's ten years old. Mm-hmm. Um, she was just getting old and stuff, having a hard time having seizures and stuff. Lab, lab, mm-hmm. and German Shepherd mix. She's just having a hard time getting going. So they put her down. Well, Dad broke his shovel that he was going to use to dig the hole for the dog. Uh-huh. And then I get down there with my old shovel, and it breaks. So we're down two shovels trying to dig a hole for a dog that we had to put. So it's, it's a sad day, but it's ironically funny because two shovels, the dog didn't want to go in the ground, so it broke two shovels from the other side. I had to go buy a new buy a new shovel. I mean, an excuse to buy a new tool, I guess. So. Yeah, those Thanks. are always good excuses. Um, then I dug the hole, but yeah. this is why a man should always own two shovels. Because uh, it breaks one digging a hole. Well, because I'm. This is here's the deal. Anytime you need to dig a hole, it's it's you you usually don't need a like you you want if if you have to if you're in a situation where you have to dig a hole. It's always good. To, you, you're gonna want you a backup. You need to dig the hole. Yeah, yeah, it's it's. You're never digging a hole just because you're like, hmm, I'd like to have this hole in my backyard. If you're digging a hole, it's either to bury something or to uncover something. And in both of those cases, it's probably a pressing matter. You know, it's either either you got a sewage line break or you got to bury something. And if you got to bury Tyler. something, if you got to bury something, usually there's there's a time constraint to that. You know. <laughs> Whatever your whatever your extracurriculars may be, I mean, if you got to bury something, there's a reason you're. It could to be bury the eighth year of hunting. <laughs> it could be. <laughs> so, uh, so this is why a man should own two shovels. Is yeah. because of that. 
this this is a lesson that I learned at some point or another, and so now I have two shovels. I th- I may be down to one actually because one broke, but I still have that one shovel. I've, I've got a pickaxe, a shovel. root axe, a shovel, a flat a flat blade, a, a tamper in case I want to make the hole flat again after yeah. I'm done. I got got a few other tools too. Don't you have six kids though? I have six kids. Yeah. Yeah. So just have them tap dance on the hole. They're not very heavy, though. Yeah, but enough of them. Enough times. They... Think about the this. The attention span of a child is not that How long. heavy is your, your oldest? Ella's your oldest, right? Hannah's my Hannah's. oldest. Ella's the second child. Listen, I get my own children confused. So I, I know you got one named Matthew. Yeah, I know you have one named Matthew. Matthew. That's all that matters. It's, it's good. easy. It's yeah. all good. We're done yeah. there. That's yeah. it. <laughs> That's all you have to know. So how, so, cause my oldest Matthew, I think he weighs like 80 pounds, which is more than a tamper weighs. Although you're exerting more force, you're putting more, um, kinetic yeah, energy. I mean, unless you pick up your kids, start beating them on the ground, but you know. Well, but if he jumps it, 80 pounds is more than a 15 pound tamper. Yeah. But not the amount of force a 200 pound person can exert pushing it downward. Okay. Not even close. We'll have to do an experiment. You're Maybe. doing 80 versus 200 here. Well, but you're not putting your full body weight into it. Yeah, I am. You don't know how I tamp. <laughs> don't tell me how to tamp. My body, my choice. So you're just jumping. <laughs> you're just jumping up in the air then. <laughs> just pile driving. Just pile driving that thing More of down. a mass driver situation once I'm okay. involved. <laughs> so, uh, 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 anyways, today being All Saints Day brought brought up my you know my opinion of halloween that i actually it just changed last night i just had a moment where i was like my neighbor one of my neighbors that i see every every so often but i he doesn't it's not that he keeps to himself but he lives by himself Uh, it's just him and his dog and whenever i saw the fact that you know he was he was interacting with the kids in the neighborhood and they they were you know saying oh have a good night like there's just the interaction the community interaction there i was like that's that's kind of nice. Um, it kind of changed my opinion of the matter. Um, and then also today being All Saints Day, November 1st, I brought it up uh, earlier this week in the last episode. It is the uh, first day. It was like of... your eyes were open. It was a moment of clarity. Yeah. You're visited by Ben Stein. <laughs> Get, it's Get another clear eyes chapter. for dry eyes. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Oh yeah, so today is the first official day of uh, of the, the law that goes into yes November and fiscal year and All Saints Day and the constitutional carry law goes into effect as of today, yeah. which is so, constitutional. So that's the way we just simply reverted it back yeah, to what it like, was hey, supposed to be. Hey, remember those rights that the state took away from you all those yeah. years back? We're going to give them back or to the you. Federal government or Gee, whatever. Gee, thanks. Else. No, it was the states took the, the states rights away. Because, okay. I mean, the, the federal government does not regulate the carry of firearms. I mean, it, it sort of does. It's in the federal government. You know, it's in the U.S. Constitution. That's the regulation is the Second Amendment. Yeah. well regulated. So the, the federal government um, basically allows it. It's just the states that implemented carry permitting and carry laws and stuff like that. And the states were like, you know what? We don't want, anyhow. So it's like you know, hey, remember those rights that we took away from you way back when? Yeah, um, we're gonna give them back to you. It's like, oh, gee, thank you. Please, sir, may I have some more? 
have some more of my rights that were mine to begin with. Yeah. It's like, uh, uh, it's like if I stole your car. <laughs> then, like, the next year, I was like, hey, Daniel, this is a big deal, big moment. Here's a hubcap. I'm going to give you... I'm going to give you back this spare tire. Now, here's the deal. Oh, boy. Yeah. Here's the deal. You don't have to pay anything for this spare tire. A whole spare tire? I'm giving it to you. Here you go. You're so wonderful. I'm so yeah. glad you've been in place. Yeah. Maybe maybe in a, maybe in a few decades. I, I think the best description of the government I've ever heard is, the government is someone who breaks your leg, hands you crutches, and says, where would you be without us? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, more or less. I, I think it's a good direction that we've headed into. I like I like the fact that we are becoming that we're simple and it's also it's a simplification of laws and legislation. Whenever you whenever you're removing these regulations, it's simplifying it back to because here's the deal. Here's the deal. There's still laws that that will not allow you to do bad things with those guns, right? Yeah, murder bad. Murder is against the rules. Yes. Assault is against the rules. Yeah. Um, so no salt. So those two things should be enough. Those two hey. things, hey, should be enough to be able to uh, to be able to regulate the carrying of firearms. I, they, they those just... two things. Those two things should be like, hey, here's the deal. Got some laws here. Murder bad. Murder bad. Assault bad. Okay. Well, we're good. That's it. We've got it. We have, we have, uh, we've got all the laws on the books can, that we um, need okay, involving so, so firearms. So in the order you said it, that's murder. Can you actually assault them after they're dead? Wouldn't that be just like desecration? Uh, yeah. Which I mean, desecration is bad. There is isn't a, that a third thing. Yeah, that's another thing. Yeah, it's another thing. But me personally, after I'm dead, it doesn't really matter. I, I don't care personally. Yeah. Myself. I, I'm not. Like, uh, it'd be more of a, you know, you'd have to take that up with my family if they get freaked out about it or whatever. Just a ghost hovering over going, can you not? Yeah, excuse me. <laughs> that. Excuse me. What are you doing? Um, so, so, you know, having, having that, that being said, murder being illegal and assault being illegal. Murder bad. If people carry firearms, then it shouldn't matter. It, it's not, you know, it's not stopping anybody. It's not protecting anybody by taking away rights of, of other people. And yet again, we're, we're, the difference is, okay, if I have a gun and I'm a crazy person, I can still only shoot one person at a time. Even with an automatic, you can only fire one. It still only fires one bullet at a time. Yeah. Even a six-barrel minigun yep. fires one bullet at a time. Just really fast. Just really, really fast. Yeah, just in rapid So you can succession. only shoot one bullet at a time. And kill one person at a time. The people who are trying to take all these rights away from us have these big things underground in silos called nuclear warheads. Nuclear and what? Nuclear warheads. Nuclear. Nuclear. War, you sound like you said nuclear. I said nuclear. N nuclear. Nuclear. No, nuclear. Nuclear. Ha nuclear. Yes. That's what I'm saying. Is nuclear. <laughs> Stop it. Nuclear. You're making Stop me say it. nuclear. <laughs> Nuclear. I'm telling you what, Bobby. Nuclear warheads. Nuclear. Nuclear. <laughs> That's what I said. N-U-C-L-E-A-R. Nu nuclear warheads. Can you use it in a sentence? <clears throat> nuclear. Nuclear. Okay. C cucumber. <laughs> <The> cucumber. 
They have nuclear cucumbers. They okay. have cucumbers. Um, what in the world was I about to? Okay, so cochlear have... implants. Cochlear. If they have cochlear implants, they can fire from silos underground and, and hear very well. And one of those bullets can kill a, per- a, a million persons at once. They yeah. fire one of those once, and they can. New York City has a population of forty billion people, and they can wipe that out with one of those nukes. Yeah. So. So you wouldn't even am, need a nuke. Why? Okay. I think an H-bomb would do yeah. the trick. So I'm pretty sure that's kind of a nukish thing. I don't know. It's I, an hydrogen bomb. An atom bomb is sort of I'm a not a rocket thing. surgeon. I don't know these things. Okay. Uh, my point being is a gun kills one person at a time. Yes. A nuke kills a million people at a time. Mm-hmm. And the people who are saying people with guns are so bad have nukes. Yeah. That should automatically just sound completely backwards to absolutely everybody who ever looks at this. Well, and here's the thing is I don't think everything's black and white, and I don't think all... There's some yellow people, too. Yeah, I think that there should be... I think, you know, when people say, well, there should be one set of rules for everybody, eh, to a degree, I think. But you know what I think? Mm. I think it should be perfectly legal for me to, you know, just have an A1 Abrams tank if I wanted to. You can. You can buy a tank. I can, but it requires a lot of. It requires licensing. If I want, I can buy a tank, but in order to, uh, in order to f- use utilize the artillery out of it, I'm pretty sure I need a license for that. I know if I want an automatic weapon, I have to get a class three license, which is wait, hold on. So, so you're saying that you can own as a citizen a automatic weapon made after the year 1987. Um. I think so. Pretty sure. I think so. You can do that based on the amount of money you can yes. pay up for a license. For a big tax. So it's a very expensive have, tax stamp. If you get. have a lot of money, say you're a very rich person, say you make um, mm-hmm. hmm, what someone in Congress makes who's in the upper class, Yeah. who makes the rules against the upper class allegedly, mm-hmm. um, you based on the amount of money you have, you can have an automatic weapon. Yes. No, so it's it's kind of class warfare. There's it, what it is. It really is. Okay. This is what I think. You know, so the Second Amendment was the the intention and purpose of the Second Amendment is to allow the citizens to protect themselves against enemies, both foreign and domestic. It's to allow themselves to protect themselves against the government that that governs them. The, the government right? with a lot of money that can afford a class three license. So, so my, so so. The, I really think that we should, honestly, if we wanted to, should be allowed to own, because here, here's the thing, people get all worked up about the fact that people have AR-15s, which is a semi-automatic, fires one bullet at a time. it's a semi-automatic version of the military's M16 that either, you know, your, your M16A4 that's a two round or three round burst, or your, um, your, uh, your, your, um, M4 carbine that is, is M4 carbine, M9. M4, M4 carbine, that it's an M something carbine. It's a variation of the M16 that also shoots fully automatic. I don't know why I don't know this off the top of my head right now. So, and, and people get worked up about AR-15. There is a, so there's a very interesting character, um, a while back that was running for some political position and his name was basilmarceau.com. He was he was he he became viral to a degree because he was a, pretty much a crazy person 
and he made no sense in his videos. But he did say one thing. This is one quote that I would like to take from BasilMarceau.com. Go for it. BasilMarceau.com says, and I'm not kidding you. You say, I'm BasilMarceau.com. Vote for me. Um, there's one thing that he said. He said, government's trying to take away our rights, and they're, they're worried about our guns. And whenever we've got, uh, we've got peace shooters versus rocket launchers. And it's basically, is yeah. that's the case. You know, we've got these, you know, we have, by and large, sporting rifles and handguns, and the government has predator drones. Yeah. I, so, okay, I heard, I heard a... Uh, I think he said, I think he equated it to slingshots versus predator drones. I heard someone in law enforcement the other day said they were, they were very slightly slanted to one side of the situation, but they're like, I don't like the fact that people have these... Uh, AR-15 assault rifle packages. I'm thinking, a what now? A who now? <laughs> it, no, there's no, there's no, you, you don't get an automatic. Okay, assault I mean, rifle means something very specific. Yeah. I mean, I, I'll call it an assault rifle for sake of ease, but... AR I, means Armalite. It does. That's It doesn't mean assault rifle. No. I, I call the assault, like, I, I'll, I'll, I'll classify... Like an AR-15, SKS, AK-47, AK-54, I, I classify those into assault assault rifles. Just and it's just a it's just a general easy way to say, hey, you know, put puts it into a category. The problem is is that people have kind of polarized that word. They've taken the power, they've taken it and shifted the meaning to mean something scary and dangerous with a a black stock and a pistol grip, right? Yeah. Um, when the reality is, like an AR-15 is not a big cartridge weapon. It's it's a relatively small car. Like, I have hunting rifles that are that have far bigger bullets than an AR-15. But so my lever action, my Winchester model um, uh, model eighty-seven model. What the heck is the man? I'm forgetting all kinds of stuff today. No, model seventy. Yeah, it's a model seventy. So, anyways, my my Winchester lever action. It's a thirty thirty. It's a big, big son of a gun of a bullet, right? Mm-hmm. And it 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 is far more powerful and capable of taking down a deer than an AR fifteen would be. Oh yeah. And and so now here's the thing. Funny thing about deer biology and most mammals, they're pretty darn similar to human beings, and it would certainly put the same size hole in a person as it would a deer. Now, if I showed someone my lever action, it looks like an old cowboy gun. Yeah. With a scope on it, they'd be like, oh, like that, "Yeah, fine. that should be allowed, right?" I I think that that is a safe weapon. You know, of course, you know, use it for hunting. Apparently, then show them an, will talk to you. About sh- this. Show them an AR-15, and like, oh, that's a terrifying weapon. You know, that is dangerous. Right. But but if I showed them the bullets, you know, AR-15 bullet. Uh, it's basically got a a gun, a pistol, a, a pistol bullet. Basically. It's a, it's, it's a twenty two. It's more or less twenty two caliber. Yeah, it's a twenty two caliber it's a bullet. Gun. It's bigger than a twenty two. The bullet size it is longer. Well, yeah, it's the casing is longer, larger because it's a bottleneck. But, it's but then thirty thirty. Yeah, and it's a and it's a thirty caliber bullet. It's bigger in diameter. It's bigger in length. It's more. It's a it's a hotter load. And here's the deal about that that thirty thirty is it is just as effective. It's actually more so effective at killing people than an AR-15 would be. Now you could say, oh well, your AR-15 has a thirty round magazine. Still only one okay. shot at a time. Well, my my lever action has a six round magazine. So what does that what does that mean to you? You know, the six six people dead is still a tragedy. Um, and and 
yes, it would take longer to reload. So the, the, the possibilities for mass casualties, but here's the thing is for the same cost that it cost me to purchase an AR-15, I could buy five of those lever actions. So I could have five of them loaded up, ready to go. That's 30 rounds of ammunition. Yeah, it's a little bit more cumbersome to carry, but at this point, if you're looking for max casualties, you're not really thinking logistics. You're a crazy person anyways. So the idea that certain weapons are more dangerous than others is if we're that concerned about that and we're going to look at the differences between hunting rifles and what people deem as assault rifles, um, then we should be more concerned with what Baseball the government... Bats. Well, yeah, they, they do murder more people. They're the they more do. dangerous. They, they're the most commonly used house for yeah. breaking House in, for breaking uh, in for, weapon. For, uh, oh, what's it? You're running what's away from the mic I am mic running again. away from the mic. It, it's a scary mic. <laughs> Hi, Mike. Um, for, oh, what are they? When, when you would break into a house with, with intent to do harm? Breaking and entering? No. What are we? What are we? What are we searching I for? I, I don't. It, it, breaking someone's house with intent to do harm. There's a specific term. Not breaking and entering. That's that's something else. Burglary? No, burglary no. is burgle, not. No, burgle's perfectly fine. Burgle. If you get burgled in the street, you wouldn't even notice it. Burgle. <laughs> it's not a mugging. It's a burgle. It's like, oh well, he like massaged my back for me. And took my wallet, but whatever. It's a pickpocket. Yeah. Yeah. Burglary. Yeah, bur- burglary is pickpocketing. Or there is a variation. Home invasion. Home invasion. Home invasion. Okay. There we I, are. I knew if I talked about stupidity long enough, I'd get the word. It's jumbled up back in there. And what was the point with home invasion? Okay, so so it's the most commonly used weapon with home invasion, which which involves rape and murder. Yeah. So Baseball bets are dangerous. Baseball bets are dangerous. We but, should ban baseball. We should just because all the rules suck nowadays. Or we should allow, or we should require licensing in order to play baseball because you're working with a dangerous weapon. How many balls can you hit with that bat in, per swing? If you hit more than one ball per swing, that's an illegal baseball bat. <laughs> it's, it's got a higher capacity magazine. How many swings per minute can that thing take? It's dangerous. Yeah. I, well, this is what I'm saying. What I'm getting at is that people are that concerned about these weapons. Why? Why is no one concerned about the weapons that the government has? Because people think the government's just you know all all fun and games, and and it you know it's all fun and games until someone gets uh some, some someone becomes a dictatorship or a tyrant. It's all fun and games till someone loses a continent. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's all fun and games till till uh you know someone becomes uh, governmental slaves it's i don't think i don't know I, i've got i've got some, i tried to avoid doing that too I've got some people in the camp that does believe that there would be some form of schism in our country that that would divide people uh very much so against like the government and there'd be some sort of revolution i don't necessarily foresee that happening for several reasons one of which is that people in general are pansies and lazy and one thing, two things that a revelation, a revelation, a revolution require, is courage and work ethic. Ben Stein. <laughs> and, oh, this revolution. Sorry, yeah, not revelation. Yeah. Two things that would require, um, you know, that you required is you're going to have to have bravery and work ethic, and a lot of people are pansies and lazy. So 
I don't think it'll happen. Three. Also, in general, I don't know. It, maybe it doesn't. Maybe it does. Maybe it doesn't. But I think the reality is is that the country being so polarized now, we're just going to have two small groups of people that are polarized to the point where they are they, they, they ramp up for an armed conflict. But these two groups, these two people on the polarized side, these two groups that are prepared for armed conflict is going to probably be like 20-30% of the country. The other 70% are just going to be uh, bystanders that aren't going to be involved in any way, fashion, or form. I don't know. Well, I mean, But even at that, one side's going to have guns, and the other side's going to have spatulas. I don't know. This is the thing is I think that the real, the, the real thing is I think that the people that oppose... Because here's the reality: is in order to in order to impose your views, your your viewpoints, like by force, you would have to match the force of your oppo- your opposition. Yeah. Which means that, you know, the say it's conservatives versus liberals. Well, you're going to have a strong section of the liberal community that's just going to be arming up, versus and the conservative community that's going to be arming up. Even though they want to take away the guns, they're going to say, "Well, we need guns to enforce taking guns away to the guns." To, exactly. Well, that's the only way you can do it. Is yeah. Violence. Violence is a tool. See, I don't think it'll happen because you talk to anyone in law enforcement or in the military, and you say, you know, do you think gun- do you think the government would actually come and take away guns? They say no, because here's what would happen if if someone came into the the squad room at a sheriff's department and said, here's or whatever they call it, ready room. I don't know what they what they call it in the you know sheriff's department, but they come in to the briefing room. Let's just call it the briefing room. This is where they brief. They don't. Sometimes, sometimes they debrief, um, but uh, that should be in the locker room. <laughs> That's what I was teeing you up for. So, <laughs> so, in you know, if someone came in and said, you know, the sergeant comes in and says, "Here's the deal: we need you to go house to house, and take away guns." Everyone's mm-hmm. gonna be like, "No, thank you, please," yeah. because why would I go somewhere I know they have a gun? Because that's why we're going there, and I'm gonna say, "Give me your gun, please." I know they're armed, and I'm asking for them to not be armed. No one's gonna, so no one's gonna want to carry out that order, because it's gonna be. It would be ridiculous. I think if anyone were to disarm anyone, if the government were to disarm the population, it wouldn't be in any way by force. It would be the same way Hitler did. In Poland, Hitler said. You know, he came in and said, well, here's, you know, uh, for safety, for the safety of everyone, we need you to register your firearms. So that way we know where the guns are. And that way, if anything happens or a crime does occur, we can solve the crime quickly. And people said, well, that's a good idea. We'll register our firearms. They didn't say it in English, though. Um, they were speaking a different language. They're like, probably. okay, hold on. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> That sounds like a good idea. <laughs> we need to register our firearms. While we're at it, we'll have these meatballs that we got from the IKEA. <laughs> Did IKEA exist back then? No, it certainly didn't. Okay. <clears throat> and this it, is and why our tanks suck. They came from IKEA. And I- IKEA. IKEA is from IKEA. <laughs> IKEA Swedish, anyways. Well, it's all it's all the they're in the same area. Netherlands. The Netherlands. Is that what it's called? Perhaps I don't know. You're from there. The Your ancestors are I, from there. My grandmother did call my grandfather a Polak a few times. He didn't appreciate that. <laughs> it's like so I am not. So, anyways, you know they say, you know, that's a good idea. We'll register the firearms, and then later on. Um, they say, they, they basically say, well, here's, you know, here's the situation. Things are becoming dangerous. We need you to turn in your guns. 
and and we'll we'll keep we'll keep a, we'll keep a hold of them for safety, right? I'm starting to And see there's that. no use and there's no use in resisting because we already know who has guns and where they're at because you just registered it with us not that long ago. So they're like, "Well, I guess we don't really have much of a choice. They're going to, you know, the 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 Nazi occupied Poland they're they're like, "All right. Well, you know, here here you go. Gave him back the guns." And then they noticed you know, some atrocities occurring where they, you know, Hitler, you know, the Nazis are starting to take away their, their sick and their elderly and taking them away um, uh, to basically eliminate them. They were removing them from the population. You can't do that. It's illegal. And at that point, by the time they realized that they needed to fight back, they had nothing to fight back with no. except broomsticks and rakes. That's they had and they weren't very good ones either no so this is why this is why people and it's hard for the other side to understand like why do you like we don't live in this tyrannical government state we don't right now because of the guns because of the yeah um an armed society is a polite society that's you know one of the many things that are said there's a what was it was it benjamin franklin that said i think it was benjamin franklin said that um, he said that beer is good yes he did say that he did say that. What else did he say? What was I trying to say? What was I trying to the that um, he likes women a lot. He also said that. Yeah. What was it? Uh, anyways, basically to the gist of I'll keep making arming, stuff. Arming. Um, I think he said something along the lines of saying uh, the government, uh, the government trying to decide to take away firearms from the people is like wolves. Is like wolves voting whether what's two wolves and a sheep two voting wolves on what's and a, for lunch. Yes, yeah, yeah. and and that a well-armed society is the sheep contesting the vote. Yes, that's what I was. That was Benjamin Franklin, right? Either that or it was Ben Stein or Albert <laughs> Einstein. I'm not sure. Or Thomas. Was Edison. it a thing of clarity that came to you, or I, did a light bulb go on? Uh, I see what you did. Hey, there. so I don't get it. So having this, so so having an armed society prevents prevents there from ever becoming it coming to that point. Because if any, say a crazy person gets into power, and some would argue there already is one, but um, I'm not saying personally. I, I don't think he's that crazy. I think we. I think had he's a few already. That I think he's kind of eccentric. That's what I like to say. We've had a few that have been crazy. Well, that's the rich person word for crazy. Yeah, I know. So. So he, so say a crazy person comes into power and this, you know, this, uh, theoretical, hypothetical, crazy person, um, you know, man or woman, I'm an equal opportunity, um, uh, ist, equal opportunist whenever it comes to theoretical crazy people. So a, this crazy person comes into power and says, you know what? I'm going to take complete control and become dictator of the United States of America. Then someone, you know, one of this like if somebody said, "We're ready to rule the nation." Yeah, we're ready That'd to be absolutely insane. Yeah. We're going to take over the entirety. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna just rule the co- the country with an iron fist. And then someone mentions, "Oh, uh, <clears throat> there's 400 million guns out there in the population." They'd be like, "Wait a second, what now?" Well, I guess we can't just do that easily. So, first step to first step to controlling a population is disarming the population. Is it, you say what you want about Hitler, but he was he, he this, was smart. He was a smart guy. He was a bit crazy, um, just a teensy bit, and he was a, he and he was a, a horrific individual who committed atrocities against humanity. But Germany, 
is a small country. And that tiny little country darn near took over the world. It did. Managed to manage to conquer most of Europe. And it took and it took uh, the uh, the American involvement in the war to turn the tides of battle to squelch a small nation's uprising. Well, I mean, right? Germany was formed together by Bismarck, and Bismarck always had a plan. So the so Hitler had he had the you know he had he was onto something whenever he was conquering because he didn't conquer everything by force. No, he he, he took over he took over. I believe it's Poland. I think this story does occur in Poland. Where Most he came of the in. time, when he did do stuff by force, it turned out badly. For it did. Him. So because you know he, they did have superior technologies in some cases, but they also, but they didn't necessarily always have superior forces, and they were fighting a two-sided battle because they had, you know, they had. Well, the, they turned on everybody. It was yeah, it was horribly fought it was war. A small country, terrible strategy. But he, whenever what he, where he was successful was taking over. And charisma, he could finesse. Yeah. Yeah, and he and was he a was finesser. and he was onto something. Whatever he went in and disarmed the population yeah. in order to take over them, he took he took an entire country without firing a, a shot. Basically, yeah. whenever it came to whenever it came to again, I'm pretty positive it was Poland that he went in, and he said, and it, it, and also another thing to be you know it would be remiss I'd be remiss to not mention the fact that Hitler didn't his rise into power he was voted in. Like he didn't just like yeah. all of a sudden say, "Hey, yeah, I'm the guy." He finessed. He was a finesser. Poland voted to allow the basically allow the like it wasn't a forceful occupation of Poland. No, they voted and said, "You know what? Yeah, we're uh, we're on board with this. We're going to vote yeah. in." And then they said, and then they proceeded to eventually have com- they eventually took complete control of the population. And the key step in doing so was disarming them, saying, "Hey, yeah. here's the so." That's something that should be that should be a nice lesson to learn to think about in history, because you you have you the 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 government any if the government wants to disarm you then they anyone who wants to disarm anyone has generally has ill intent. I, I do have to backtrack you on that and said that in America nobody's the the police forces would never go out and um, in, in New Orleans during the flooding there was a order door to door to go in and remove everybody's guns and they did enforce that in new orleans hmm. during the flooding yeah there, there's i mean i'm not saying i'm not saying that it couldn't happen or it, that it, it wouldn't did. happen um there's even like an 80 year old lady that got punched in the face by a cop because she wouldn't give him her gun so that's inconvenient yeah that was just rude but yeah it has happened that's a rude thing it does to do. happen here in america yeah, but as a whole, they're not gonna do it all at once. It, it's a slow no. creep. Yeah, and that's what, and that's what, that's what. This is why anything that infringes upon those, you know, my my fundamental rights as an American, I prefer to go to to say, let's just not do it. I mean, in 1913, your son Matthew could mail order a Gatling gun. That would be so convenient. I it think would, that's terribly convenient. Yeah. So like if it would be cool if like Amazon because I mean the yeah. the the new day version of that I could have it I could have it next like, day delivery with Amazon Prime. Thirteen drones carrying bar- yeah. their engines burning out would be carrying you a Gatling gun. Yeah, I could have Amazon <laughs> and they'd explode as soon as they drop it. Yeah, I could have their overloaded little yeah. motors. Could be Amazon Prime. Like, that would be convenient. It could be next day delivery. A Gatling gun. 
Yeah. I mean, it's kind of useless nowadays. You'd have to make your own bullets for it. Yeah, it's not. It's not hard to make bullets. Yeah. I, I used to used to reload. Um, used to reload bullets. In fact, I think these bullets here. I'm pretty sure are my custom loads. Yeah. Those are my custom loads. Yeah, you got your little your little ammo magazine. <laughs> my ammo magazine. It's where I order them from the catalog. <laughs> it's a magazine it's, subscription. It's an order. They're just there. I just order them and there's more. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a subscription. That's the thing that, that most people don't realize is that that if you have a magazine, that's the difference between a magazine and a clip. A clip has a limited amount of rounds in it. But a magazine can carry, you know, if you've got a 30 magazine, you can you can fire it all 30. Yeah. And then just order 30 more, and they're automatically in the magazine. Subscription, yeah. You don't have to change it out or reload or anything. It's, mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a subscription. subscription, you know. Yeah, you sign up. And it's hard to cancel those subscriptions, yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. Do anyone, does people, do people even get magazines anymore? I don't know. Is I that a thing? I don't. I don't. This I mean, year, like, someone someone dropped a phone book off in my front yard, and I was what, like, get this garbage out of here. For burning? I don't have a stove. <laughs> um, it ended up in the fire pit. There you go. It's just like... It's nice kindling wood. You know, I can pay a subscription for an annoying magazine that's going to fall in my yard every month, or I can look it up on the Google. Yeah. The Everything Google. is the Google nowadays. Yeah. Everything, all of it. Well, people are doing online magazine subscriptions, but that's still weird. I'm like, why are you paying for... I will the Google it and then the Wikipedia it. Yeah. And I have you know the you, you know do. the most clever like the most successful online magazines these days are free. Like a lot of them yeah. are free because they just run advertisements. Yeah. People people are strange with their currency these days. You know, so like people act like you know, so Google's not free by any stretch of the imagination. No. You pay for Google. Yeah. But it's a price I'm willing to pay. You basically pay you exchange your personal information for uh, for Google services. I have a large nose. There you go, Google. Tell, yeah. Tell me how this map will lead me to this place. Yeah, I'm I'm fine with it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a it's a strange trade off. At some point or another, people were, were very opposed and didn't like the idea. But yeah, whatever. So that being said, today you should probably be prepared. Um, to you'll probably see a lot of oh, a fairly good amount of people. We made it this entire time without, without your, your phone going off. It's 8 o'clock. Oh, okay. we got to roll. Yeah. It is time to get going. Uh, so we will uh, bid everyone. Bid your Yeah. We're going to get going. So, but, oh, there we go.